From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Studios, this is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Blessings, everyone. This is Ryan McGuire, head volleyball coach at Baylor University, wishing everyone a very, very Merry Christmas. May God's love, joy, peace, and encouragement fall upon you this holiday season. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers. 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Hey everyone, this is Joey Scrivano from Baylor Women's Tennis. The team and I would like to wish you a happy and healthy holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Hey, sick and birds. This is Michelle Leonard, head soccer coach for Baylor University. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Go Bears. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Hey, Baylor family. This is Michael Ford, head track and field coach at Baylor University. Just wanted to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May God continue to bless you in all that you do. Sick'em Bears. This is Mike McGraw, the men's golf coach at Baylor University. I'd like to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas a happy new year. Let's have a great 2022. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. And good afternoon. Welcome into the John Morris Show. Tom Barfield in for John, who's under the weather today. Aaron Sexton alongside. We welcome you into the program here on a Monday, the uh, first day after the Christmas holidays. Aaron, did you have a, a, a good Christmas? I did. I did. I spent a lot of time doing nothing over the weekend because <laughs> I was off and we usually don't get out weekends off around here. So I uh, I did a lot of relaxing. A, a lot of contemplating life. Yeah, I did a lot of meditation. <laughs> I con- watching YouTube videos. I was contemplating with my eyes, eyes closed a lot on the couch. I mean, I really did. I did mean, a lot of that too. So it's a good, it's a good thing. So good. Santa Claus is good to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's kind of a hesitant, yeah? Well, I mean, I do, I, you know, at this point, it's more about giving gifts to the grandnieces and, mm, yeah. and grandnephews. And I'm with yeah. you, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I totally I totally get that. All right, it's uh, four minutes after three, 304. We welcome you into the program. This is the John Morris Show for a Monday. And again, uh, don't forget, we are going to be down in New Orleans, Louisiana. There's something called the Sugar Bowl, and it's going to be – Taking place uh, this Saturday, seven forty-five p.m. kickoff, and uh, we're gonna have it. We're gonna have wall-to-wall coverage beginning at three thirty with Game Day Live. Matt Mosley and Lark Smith will join me for that. Then Derek Smith and and John Morrison the game will have uh will have the uh, tailgate show, the Baylor tailgate show at five thirty, and then of course John, JJ, and Ricky will have the call of the game right here on the Baylor uh, radio network from Learfield, and your flagship, ESPN Central Texas. That'll be, again, a uh, 745-ish 
kickoff. So is that's the last game of the night, isn't it? I mean, so I, I look it, it may it may float a little bit. I'm I'm thinking, you know, uh, time wise, but we'll see. Uh, we should be close, and then uh, it should be a lot of fun. Look forward to it. So we're going to make our our journey down there on Wednesday. And uh, we'll get set up and get rocking and rolling now uh, with shows uh, Thursday and Friday. And, of course, the pregame, our game day live program on Saturday. So look forward to it. All right. On the program today, uh, Dave Aranda virtually met with the media today. Uh, and, and, again, some of the rules that were, you know, look, we, we had things that were scheduled throughout this week down in New Orleans. But, uh just to be safe, taking all of the 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 precautions, they the Ole Miss Rebels and the Baylor Bears have delayed their arrival into New Orleans until I believe Wednesday, and so a lot of things and everything, Aaron, is going to take place virtually now. There's not going to be any in-person press conferences, no in-person post-game, no in-person practice time. I mean, none of that. So media will do everything. Kind of like we did a year ago. Yeah, I was about to say is when this new variant popped up, and you know it, they figured out how transmissible it was. It didn't take long to go go back to basically where we were this time last year. So yeah, we're we're kind of reeling it back in, and and look, if that's what we've got to do to make sure that everybody stays safe and healthy, and we're able to to play the football game, uh, then that's what we do. And so Dave Aranda met with the media today. Uh, also meeting with the media today was Lane Kiffin. Uh, so we're going to hear from Coach Aranda today here during the John Moore Show. And if everything goes according to our good friend Hoyle, we will uh, we'll hear from Lane Kiffin tomorrow uh, during the John Moore Show right here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. So we'll get to all of that for you. Uh, Jerry Hill was on the award-winning program Game Time this morning. And uh, we'll uh, – it was so good to hear Jerry and, and and the way he broke things down from the football perspective and the men's and women's basketball teams. We're going to let you, if you missed it this morning, then I can't imagine you did, but if you missed it this morning, we're going to let you hear it again a little later on in, in the program. There are some bowl games, Aaron, that have been canceled. There are some teams that have pulled out. And, man, I tell you how crazy it is. They're trying to match – Team A from this bowl with mm-hmm. Team B from this bowl, and you know, and then they're going to go. Uh, so let's see, what do we got? We got, uh, wa- I think it's Washington State. Uh, trying to think, the Sun Bowl, <laughs> Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, which still cracks yeah. me up, by yeah. the way. The uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl is missing a team, and then I think, um, is it Boise State that 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 cannot play? Um, Boston College. Pulled out of the military bowl against East Carolina. Right. And Virginia pulled out of the Wasabi Fenway Bowl against SMU. So there's but, but I thought there was another one too. Uh that and they were gonna try to match them into the uh into the Sun Bowl. Uh yeah, Miami C is out of the Sun Bowl. So they're trying to pair Washington State with somebody. Uh, I was just seeing that just a, a little while ago that, that will allow them to drive three or four hours over to El Paso, I think from Phoenix maybe. It was a, a bowl game in Phoenix. Anyway, there's a lot of that stuff going on 
and we'll, we'll we'll try to dive into that a little bit, uh, and then we'll we'll do something that we don't normally do on the John Morris program, but we will talk a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys and their uh, their victory last night uh, over the uh, over the uh, uh, Washington football team. I, I have a hard time not saying Redskins. I'll be honest, I do. Uh, but the Washington football team, fifty six to fourteen. Okay, I know you're a Cowboy fan. Did you see that coming? Fifty six points. <laughs> no, I, you know I, I we we talked about it before we went on the air with the with the pass rush. What it is now, they they still do blitz, but they don't have to. They can get pressure with the front four, and it just anytime you can do that, you see it every year with Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, with their defense, anytime you can do that, you're going to be a really good defense, unless you're just terrible in the secondary or and linebackers, which they're not. They're very good at both. Uh, which is shocking to say, considering what we thought going into the year. But, yeah, that defense is just incredible, causing turnovers, getting sacks, getting pressure on the quarterback. And then the offense was just firing on all cylinders last night. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 56-14. In, in all, three phases, in yeah. all <laughs> three phases were outstanding. I mean, you get the block punt and Demarcus Lawrence with the pick. And not only a pick – but Aaron, he returned it forty yards, four zero, uh, for to the house for a pick six. How many DNs? A make an interception, but B make an interception and return it forty yards for a pick six. Made a couple, broke one tackle, tackle, and made another person miss. And then I the mean, quarterback missed on purpose. Yeah. And yeah, so, oh, <laughs> what, that is, was, what is Demarcus Lawrence about two seventy? Yeah, every bit of. I mean, two seventy, two eighty, and he. You can see why he he's, he was gliding. Oh, he <laughs> so, he probably at some point played offensively, and you you could you could kind of see I, it. I could see a tight end right there. Yeah. I mean, what, what I saw the last night. But anyway, uh, the quarterback Dak Prescott really played well. And, and and this morning on game time, we were talking about him. We said, well, you know, he should have played well. The entire team should have played well. You're playing a bad football team that has a lot of COVID issues that's playing their second game on the road in five days. They played at Philadelphia on Tuesday night, then at Dallas on Sunday night. With all that going on, Ron Rivera's team wasn't, you know, it wasn't very good. And, and you're supposed to, but a lot of times you don't do what you're supposed to do in, in sports. But the Cowboys did, got the win, got to 11, and uh, they're sitting one game back of the Green Bay Packers in the chase for that uh, number one spot, and who should have lost that, if you can get any help from the Oklahoma quarterback. Oh, God. Any help. He was the best player that uh, that Green Bay had. Yeah. yeah uh, I was listening to Cowherd earlier, and he, he was talking about it and kind of echoed what I was thinking. He was like, that's a really good roster from top to bottom. He said, he said quarterback may be the weak link on that roster and keep him from the Super Bowl. And I'm like, I, I – Absolutely think that's Their true. Their ability to run the football yes. with that offensive line is unbelievable. Over 200 yards. Well, they were, I mean, in the second half, it was 8, 10, 11, 14. That's, a, you know, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. And I thought, you know what? If, if Green Bay doesn't, you know, they're going to they're gonna do it just enough to get beat during the luck. But no. And I will say this, and I said it this morning, uh, the last interception is is a tough one for to put on the quarterback when there was not only a holding on the receiver, the DB held him and then interfered with him. Yeah, 
he was a muggy. And, and, you know, that's a timing route across the middle. And it ended up in the other guy's arms and, you know, game over. So and, an, and another one was on an out, and the, the Green Bay defensive back just made a great play. He was turned mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. He did it on purpose. And then when he saw Baker going to the outside, he just turned around and jumped in front of it. I mean, it was a great play. And I, I can see how Mayfield didn't see that one. But but at the end of the day, he, he threw four picks. He threw four picks. <laughs> and, and it was four possessions that went the other direction. And that's, you know, it, this is a bottom line business, and that's the bottom line. They had four picks. The other two were bad. Yeah. So <laughs> they were just terrible throws. Anyway, uh, let's dive into this thing. It's 14 minutes after 3 o'clock. This is the John Morris Show and the John Morris Show this afternoon and every afternoon. Brought to you by our good friends, Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Bankers, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, the Baylor Club, and Cleo Wealth Management, as well as Diamore Jewelers. Where we go gets engaged. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. The last week of 2021 looks to be a warm one with a few slight rain chances. We'll watch skies begin to clear this afternoon with a high of 77. Wind speeds will stay pretty breezy out of the south through tomorrow, anywhere between 10 to 15 miles per hour and gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Tomorrow, expecting the same cloud cover in the morning with clearing skies by the afternoon and a high of 76. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com. Recently on Game Time, we welcome in the head coach of the number one ranked Baylor Bears, Coach Scott Rue. Most importantly, we got the win, and uh, uh, that helped us uh, earn number one ranking for the third straight year. And uh, only us and Gonzaga out of 358 schools have been able to do that. And if you go in the last six years, uh, Duke, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, the only ones to be ranked uh, number one uh, four out of six years. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WELL. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Cowboys make easy work of the Washington football team, winning 56 to 14. The 56 points is tied for third most in franchise history and the most points in a regular season game since 1980. Cowboys had already clinched the NFC East earlier in the day for the first time since 2018. Week 16 in the NFL concludes tonight with Miami at New Orleans on Monday Night Football kickoff at 7:15. Another bowl game has been canceled. The Fenway Bowl has now been canceled, and the Tony the 
Tiger Sun Bowl is looking for a replacement for Miami. Number 10 Beta Women's Basketball will face North Texas at 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. The game replaces the Bears contest originally scheduled with Houston Baptist, which was canceled due to COVID-19. For fans who already have tickets to December 29th's game originally scheduled, those tickets will be valid. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 317, 17 minutes after 3 o'clock. Welcome back into the John Morris Show. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat Studios, Tom and Aaron, we're glad you're with us here on a Monday. John's a little under the weather. And again, earlier today, Dave Aranda uh, held a press conference and uh, via stream, I guess, is the, is the best way to describe it. It was a, a virtual uh, situation, and that's how all the press conferences are going to be uh, leading up to Saturday night's uh, 88th annual All-State Sugar Bowl. But uh, here's here's what Dave Aranda had to say when he met with the media earlier today. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, this is John Sudbury. I'm with the All-State Sugar Bowl Media Relations. I'll be moderating for you today. So thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Uh, we'd like to start off with a brief opening statement, and then we'll go ahead and take questions for you. Go ahead, Coach. It's good to see you guys. You know, um, I hope everyone had um, a Merry Christmas. I know for for us, it was um, it was fun to have some time off and be with family, and um, to um, to enjoy the day. Um, you know, prior to that, um, the prep for practice um, has been uh, eventful and strong. I feel good. You know, going into this last week of where the team is at. You know, um, had seven uh, days prior to this, seven practices, so one through three really made that kind of about us, ones versus ones, competition, um, you know, O versus D, two-minute red zone competing, one-on-one um, -on -one, um, throughout the day, you know, running backs, linebackers, O-line, D-line, pass rush, and then, um, you know, getting into last week, you know, four through seven was uh, – kind of a work week or the meat and potatoes for, you know, um, the game plan. And so um, we, we went through, um, you know, a Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and again, Thursday practice and had some good work there. And then, you know, this, we're now left with our final uh, week of prep. And so we're gonna have a, a, a normal Monday today where uh, guys will be able to uh, have some unit teach walkthrough work and then some two-minute full-speed work at the end. But I think the practices have been good. Guys are in, in good spirits. They, uh, it, it's been efficient and it's been uh, emotional. They're, they're excited about the opportunity. Uh, with that, I'll take any questions you guys got. Thank you very much, Coach. We'll start with John Werner from the Waco Tribune Herald. Hi, Dave. Um, uh, how is Gary Bohanning progressing, and do you expect him to start? And also Blake Chapin, how have you seen him progress since uh, getting the two big starts? Appreciate the question. Uh, so Blake has not been participating. Blake is still recovering from a uh, shoulder injury, um, so we're not anticipating having Blake. You know, I think I think you look at, you know, as I step back from – uh, just the specifics of your question, just for a minute. 
and you just look at just the um, the ups and downs that you go through um, with this sport. And so you look at a guy like Gary, you know, put in all this work and uh, no one really recognizes it or, um, you know, maybe opportunities are hard to come by and he gets his opportunity, makes the most of it, and then um, really kind of takes control of the team and gets gets his team right up to a point and then gets injured and um, injured, you know, straining and striving for extra yardage. Um, and then you look at, uh, you know, Blake coming in, doing all this work, not being looked at, not maybe an argument could be made, not having a bunch of opportunities and then has an opportunity, makes the most of it, um, has, a, has a huge game there at the end. And you look at, you know, his emotions, you look at um, Gary's emotions of being, a, you know, a team leader and of working to get to a certain point and then seeing another guy follow through with it and then still being you know, the team leader is going to embrace and, um, and, um, and celebrate, you know, that victory and, and that performance. And then you're looking at all that flipping again, you know, and so it's just crazy. And I, I applaud um, both Gary and Blake just for uh, how they've handled all of it and the type of teammates that they are, right, the model, um, the model of what a teammate should be. And so just way proud of them, proud of Sean for his ability to uh, to model all of that as well. But uh, you know, Gary's been good. He's been throwing the ball better and better. I think towards the end of the week, um, he was at his best, anticipating him to just take off from there. You know, I, I think confidence-wise, very strong, um, able to run and open up and do all the things that uh, we've been accustomed to seeing him do. So excited for him and his opportunity. Thank you, Coach. Next question is Ted Lewis from the New Orleans Times-Picayune. Go ahead, Ted, you're there. We'll, we're going to move on to a different question now. We're going to go to Jack Allen from KXXV in Waco. Hey, Dave, I was just wondering, what have y'all been doing the last couple of weeks just now that COVID has sort of reared its head again with all of these bowl games? Um, what did y'all do over Christmas break to kind of mitigate the spread, and how is y'all's team uh, doing with all of that? We I appreciate the question. We're following the protocols really that we've had since the beginning of the year. And I think, you know, it it, uh, it has served us well up to this point. And um, I think you could argue that uh, the, the um, things are intensifying on the COVID front. Um, uh, certainly in the landscape of football, you can see it with the uh, the cancellations and all of it. Um, but I know it's specifically addressing uh, Christmas. I think that that was a topic of, you know, we could restrict um, or ask to restrict, you know, uh, our people going home and seeing their people and uh, you could uh, put this layer on it or put this, uh, uh, this criteria to have to be able to see this person and do all these things. and decided not to do that uh, just with, um, you know, uh, with just the focus on on our people and the, their relationships and how tight they are with their families. And, uh, you know, uh, I think, you know, our vaccination rate is very high on the team. And I just think, you know, for us, our superpower, if there is one, is 
relationships. It's uh, it's people. It's family. It's really caring about others. And I think for for us to have a Christmas with our families, I think is really important. And so, uh, you know, our guys all checked in last night, and so we got everybody back on time. And we're excited, man, to get another weekend. Uh, really, you know, the last time here for this team to be together. And so I feel like we're in a good spot for that moving forward with the precautions that we've taken. All right, with Ted Lewis from the Times Picayune again. Ted? Yeah, can you hear me this time? Yes. yes. Good. Uh, Dave, I want to went into the uh, decision making process on delaying coming to, to, uh, to the Sugar Bowl and also uh, to New Orleans. And also, how does that affect maybe your preparations for the good and the bad and and uh, just along that line? Appreciate the question. I think um, it was just the the ability to limit just the um, the the opportunity that there is there just in the surrounding area of getting sick. You know, so the less time we're there, um, the less time there is. Um, to either have to manage if it's a lockdown type situation or the less time to have to, um, you know, uh, try to maneuver through, um, uh, you know, a daily schedule and not get sick. And so it allowed the best opportunity to play the game healthy. And so um, I think it's, uh, I think, I think Ole Miss is in the same boat. And so I just think for us, it was, you know, after going a lot of back and forth and, you know, having talked with some leaders of our team, you know, wanting the full bowl experience, wanting, um, you know, um, all the pageantry that comes with a great bowl game, um, you know, wanting that. And then just as the talks kind of continued uh, right prior to Christmas, it just became apparent that uh, that, that was, um, was not in our best interest to do if we wanted to play this game healthy. And so we, we made that move. Our next question is Jerry Hill with Baylor Bear Insider. Dave, uh, you've obviously been involved in a lot of different bowl games at the places you've been. What is your approach to bowl games in terms of, you know, business trip, fun, mixing that, and maybe even in terms of getting ready for spring ball in next year? I think the bowl gives us an opportunity to, um, to show who we are. You know, I think um, there is a... Um, there is a stage there. Um, there is a uh, platform that we can, you know, whether it's it's people we interact with at the hotel, it's the people that are on our plane, um, it's the the fans that are coming to see us, it's all the people that are going to be watching on TV. You know, it's going to be an introduction to um, Baylor University. It's going to be an introduction to Baylor football and then to, um, to all of our last names, you know, in terms of um, not so much what we do, but how we do it. And, um, you know, in terms of what drives us, I think that comes out. And so uh, we want to put our best foot forward in regards to that. And, um, you know, um, I think to, um, to finish this, this game, the way that we started um, this season, is uh, with being really true to ourselves, and um, you know, in most critical, tough situations, being our best, authentic self. And so, uh, we want to put that on display.
Next, we'll go to Ed Daniels from WGNO-TV in New Orleans. Hi, Coach. Good to see you again. A uh, couple of questions, please. Uh, number one, how will it feel to be back in the Superdome again? And two, can you talk about how much life has changed since January of 2020 for you? It's a good question. It's going to be good to be in, in Superdome. I know we're expecting it to be loud. You know, we've been working on a, uh, you know, a silent count and noise cadence and everything um, really throughout this whole, uh, this whole prep. And so we're anticipating um, a pretty lively environment there and um, rightfully so. And so I think that'll be exciting to play in. And then for me, I think, you know, a lot has changed. I think, you know, um, it's, you know, uh, yeah, I think prior, I think probably the last time I was in, in that stadium, um, I think life was probably simpler. I think it was probably, um, I, I think I could probably um, control as much as I could control at that point uh, with the focus being on football. And now with uh, less football, more people, you know, I've grown immeasurably and um, still aiming to grow, but, you know, um, I think, you know, in, in that time going back, probably the faults that I would see in other people, I probably kept it there. I think now I see the faults really in me in terms of uh, what other people bring up. And so I think there's just, uh, there's a fair amount like that. And, uh, you know, I think I'm, um, I'm thankful for um, everybody here and um, in the position that I'm in and the people that I'm around. Um, for trying to get me better. We'll next go to Eric Kelly from KWKT TV in Waco. It's just in terms of, you know, that uptick in COVID and it seems like every day you see a bowl game getting canceled or a team dropping out. How much when you guys see that around you, uh, are there those concerns and those, okay, who's going to be next or, you know, those types of things while also you're trying to prepare for Ole Miss on Saturday? I appreciate the question. I think when we're in, um, I'd almost, I almost see that in two different um, contexts. I think one would be when prior to the Christmas break, when you're in kind of the, the prep or the grind for a game, I think it's kind of a blip on the screen as you are focusing on, um, you know, what's, you know, we talk about like one step at a time, one drill at a time one period at a time or one meeting at a time. Um, and so as you're kind of a taking that approach, you know, there's kind of a blimp on the screen of this or that. Um, and so it doesn't really affect you too much because um, you're so, um, your eyes are forward and, and that. But, at, you know, it is a different context when you're home with the family and, um, you know, a game that you're aiming to watch gets canceled or, uh, you know, or you're, uh, you're kind of full off of a, a really good meal and you watch and here comes another thing. It kind of hits you different really. And so I think part of today um, with our kids being back is to get out of one context where they've been in the last couple of days and get them fully into the other where um, we've got work to do. Let's get to work. We have time for a couple more questions. We'll go to Sam Khan from the athletic. Hey Dave. Um, 
two quick ones for you. One, uh, with Blake being out, how has Kyron Drones looked and how comfortable are you with him uh, if he has to get in the game, uh, in the bowl game? And then also, uh, what has it been like prepping for Matt Corral, uh, Ole Miss's quarterback? Appreciate those questions. Really, I feel really good about uh, Kyron. You know, he's um, has um, really taken to the added uh, responsibility and reps, um, has attacked it, you know, has not shied from it in one bit. I think his, um, his work ethic has always been um, uh, one of his better attributes, but I think it really stands out now. Um, excited about you know, his progress and his potential for sure. I think as it relates to this Saturday, I think, you know, we've got a really good game game plan for him. It includes a lot of the things that we're doing with Gary, but then there are a few specific things just for him. Um, if, um, if he were to find himself with a bunch of time on his hands there. And then, you know, I think for Matt Corral, I think, you know, um, he's a guy that um, I think for, Surely he's the engine uh, for them. He's, um, I, I see everything kind of going through him, you know, um, has a great awareness and patience in the pocket and can find guys that are clearly open, can thread the needle on one-on-one -on -one, uh, shots on the outside. Um, when the rush is, um, you know, divided and conquered, can get out, scramble and make plays happen which is uh, for us, the majority of the year has been a uh, struggle. Um, and, you know, but on top of all of those things, the thing you see about him is that he's aware and that um, he um, does not take, um, does not take to failure and he does not take to, um, uh, to not succeed. And so you could see that fight in him and, uh, you know, that bleeds to, through his team. And so, you know, what a battle we've got ahead of us. And our final question will be from Michael Haig from the Baylor Lariat. Hey, Coach, how's it going? I know you kind of talked about it on the coaches' show uh, about how Ole Miss's defense kind of plays the bend but don't break kind of style of defense. How key will it be offensively to just capitalize on any red zone opportunities that you get? I think it's a huge part of the game. I think um, appreciate the question. I think if you know, just looking at it from from Ole Miss's perspective, if I'm them and I'm looking at I didn't mean go even further. If I'm them looking at our defense, I'm seeing, you know, these big D linemen that we got and knock back and defend the run and all of it. I'm sure on their side of it, they're saying, well, that's great. How does that look after eight plays, you know, under a minute of going left and right, left and right, left and right. And so I think knowing that that's coming, you know, um, you know, the work and the prep that it takes to be at our best under that under that type of circumstance and pressure, I think is really kind of everything on, on that side of it, on defense. And then I think on for our offense, you know, if I'm Ole Miss, I'm looking at us and just how we've been able to move the ball from 20 to 20 um, pretty strong these last couple of games, but have not, um, have not been as successful in, um, in finishing those drives with touchdowns. And so I'm looking at if I'm Ole Miss, I'm looking at us and how that's a strength and, and how um, they can double down on all of it. So I just think, you know, for us, like the ability to spend time there, to spend time, uh, you know, executing drives to where we don't 
create penalties and we're not battling two people to get down there. And then once we are there, uh, you know, to use um, their advantages um, against them and make him uh, and make it uh, a disadvantage for them or an advantage for us either by place selection or um, by angles uh, or by new wrinkles, I think are just way key. You know, um, and so a huge part of the game, my opinion, is finishing out drives. That is Dave Aranda, the head football coach of the Baylor Bears, as they prepare for the Ole Miss Rebels in the 88th Annual All-State Sugar Bowl. And and uh, that was from earlier today, the, uh, the press conference. And Lane Kiffin met with the media this afternoon, the Ole Miss head coach, and uh, we'll hear we'll hear some of that tomorrow uh, here on the uh, the John Moore Show. And uh, and we'll, we'll do that for you. Plus, we'll have bits and pieces for you tomorrow morning on game time as uh, we have continuing coverage of the 88th Annual All-State Sugar Bowl. And again, we will be in New Orleans with uh, programs Thursday, Friday, and then, of course, our uh, game day live program presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. That'll be on Saturday afternoon, 3.30, we'll, we'll commence our coverage. So we'll have... Aaron, I think Saturday may be one of the best days in the history of this radio station. Uh, we're going to have uh, 12.30 pregame, 1 o'clock tip, Baylor and Iowa State in men's basketball from Ames. And it, unless something crazy happens, you're going to have two undefeated teams in in their non-district schedule opening up conference play uh, on, 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 on Saturday, uh, January 1st. And then that game will end around 3. Post game will wrap up around 3.30. And immediately uh, after that, we will head right into our game day live program. Uh, we've got the first two hours, uh, Lark Smith and Matt Mosley and myself. Then it's uh, we'll, we'll segue from game day live over to the uh, Baylor tailgate show with Derek and, and uh, John and the entire crew. And then after that two-hour uh, program, we'll get right into the, uh, into the football game. Baylor and uh, and Ole Miss with John, JJ, and Ricky on the call. So look forward to that. Uh, should be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll start our live programming from uh, from New Orleans on Thursday morning at seven a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, three thirty-nine. We're twenty-one away from four o'clock. Earlier today, we had a chance to catch up with Jerry Hill. We'll we'll visit with Jerry Hill and hear that conversation coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. Ring in the new year with Baylor football in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 champion Bears and the Ole Miss Rebels Saturday, January 1st from New Orleans in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 and the SEC on January 1st in the All-State Sugar Bowl right here on the home of Baylor Bear football. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. 
With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the foundation doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the foundation, Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Cowboys make easy work of the Washington football team, winning 56 to 14. The 56 points is tied for third most in franchise history and the most points in a regular season game since 1980. Cowboys had already clinched the NFC East earlier in the day for the first time since 2018. Week 16 in the NFL concludes tonight with Miami at New Orleans on Monday Night Football kickoff at 7:15. Another bowl game has been canceled. The Fenway Bowl has now been canceled, and the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl is looking for a replacement for Miami. Number 10 Baylor women's basketball will face North Texas at 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. The game replaces the Bears contest originally scheduled with Houston Baptist, which was canceled due to COVID-19. For fans who already have tickets to December 29th's game originally scheduled, those tickets will be valid. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. He leads pregame and dance. There's no question about it. He's the director of sports journalism. And from the Baylor Bear Insider, we say hello to Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning, guys. You have Doing a good, really well. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. did. Santa brought me uh, lots of goodies, and so I'm ready to go now. That means you were on the good list and not the naughty list. I was list. on the good list, not on the naughty list this year. Now, that's a little different animal for you, so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry, I, I want, it, it's game week, and I want to know how you're feeling. Are you excited? Or are you a little apprehensive? I mean, w- w- where are you when it comes to Baylor and Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl? Yeah, I mean, you can't help but be a little bit nervous. Apprehensive, I guess, is a good word, uh, just because of all the stuff that's gone on 
around you. You know, I mean, there's been what three games canceled. Uh, Miami pulled out of another one. A and M pulled out of one. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of it, it it harkens back to you know maybe a little over a year ago when everything kind of shut down and and you hope it doesn't get to that point. But yeah, yeah, I think you got to go in a little bit nervous, but. Uh, you know, hopefully both of these teams kind of take care of themselves and, and you don't wind up with, um, you know, too much COVID stuff that you have to cancel the game. I, I think both teams would love to, you know, play this game and kind of finish out the year. You know, Jerry, we were talking about it earlier. There, there's Sometimes there's teams that, you know, they didn't get done what they wanted to in the regular mm-hmm. season. Therefore, they're not overly excited about that particular bowl right. game. I, I think both of these teams are excited to be in this game and ready to play it. Yeah, it was funny because I, I do that in the huddle with Nick Florence, and he talked about that, that, you know, two years ago, if you think about it, Georgia and Baylor were both coming off losses. And, you know, so there was a different, you know, kind of feeling going into that game. Both Ole Miss and Baylor are coming off wins. You know, Baylor winning the Big 12 title, uh, Ole Miss beating Mississippi State in its rivalry game. So I think you got two teams that uh, – yeah, that want to be here, that, you know, had to play to get here because Ole Miss had to win that game to uh, get the Sugar Bowl bid, and obviously Baylor had to win uh, to get the Sugar Bowl bid as well in the Big 12 championship. So I think you've got two teams that want to be here and two teams that, you know, really kind of fought to get here. And then on the on the other side of that, you know, kind of related to it is Baylor can win 12 games for the first time in program history. Uh, Ole Miss won 10 games in the regular season for the first time in school history, so they can win 11 for the first time ever. So I think you got two teams that are very motivated coming into this game. Jerry, do you think there's a possibility in this game of these offenses trying to match each other going throughout the game? Because you know that each one of them are going to get theirs, and the defenses just maybe need to get one or two stops to give the other team the upper hand. Yeah, I think there's definitely that possibility award because, you know, both offenses are really good. Ole Miss is one of the probably the top five offenses in the country and, and you know, really explosive and, and do it really on both sides. But, you know, have a great passing attack with Matt Coral and, and that team. So, I, you know, I do think there will be some of that. I think there will be some pressure on Baylor's offense to match and maybe even a little bit of, hey, do you slow the game down to try to keep – um, their offense off the field as much as possible because they're a rhythm offense. And, you know, maybe if you can get them out of their rhythm and keep them on the sidelines for a little bit, I think that helps. So, yeah, I think it probably won't take more than, a you know, a few defensive stops to win this game. But, uh, you know, I think whoever controls the tempo, the pace, and can kind of get into a rhythm offensively, I think that's who wins the game. You know, it was interesting. We were talking about it earlier Lane Kippen's been on a national championship as an offensive coordinator with Alabama, and uh, Dave Aranda's been on a national champion with uh, as a defensive coordinator with LSU, and now they're matching wits in this game. Yeah, I mean, you've got two obviously great head coaches or two great coaches that are that are now head coaches. Obviously, Lane Kiffin had been a head coach before, but yeah, I mean, Kiffin, you know, they've both been on that stage, so I, I certainly don't think either one of them will be awed by the stage or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got – I mean, Dave Aranda, I think, has one of the best reputations for defensive coaches in the country. And, and certainly I think Lane is that same way on the offensive side. Um, but, you know, um, and I think they both uh, rely on their coordinators, but they both obviously have their hands on those units as well. So I think, uh, yeah, it could be an interesting matchup here on New Year's Day. 
That is Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Insider with us earlier today. And if you want to hear the uh, entire uh, segment, you can go to uh, our uh, website, SyntechSportsFan.com. That's SyntechSportsFan.com. It is uh, uploaded on the Game Time, the award-winning Game Time program. Uh, it's uh, uploaded on its uh, site there at uh, SyntechSportsFan.com. All right, stay with us. There's more to come. We're going to look at some of the college bowl games. We'll do that next right here on the John Moore Show from ESPN Central Texas. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Payments for qualified buyers at 2.9% with 5,000 down or cash or trade. TTNL Extra. See dealer for details. Get the quality pre-owned car you need now at a price you can afford at Richard Car. Find great deals like a seven-passenger 2016 GMC Acadia for $225 a month, a 2019 Ford F-150 for $438 a month. Plus, get top dollar for your trade now. Richard Car pre-owned vehicles go through a 172-point inspection, and our aggressive lenders say yes when others say no. Find your next car or truck at Richard Car today. At Richard Car, we give you more. This is the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield and Aaron Sexton in for JMO, who's under the weather today. 3.52, we're uh, 8 in front of 4 o'clock. Uh, Matt Mosley's coming up at 4. What, what do you guys got planned at uh, 4 o'clock here? And I know it's going to be... It's going to be exciting stuff. It's probably been mapped out for two or three weeks. I know <laughs> we, how he works. We will talk with Kevin Longquist from Sikkim Sports. Good. Uh, we'll talk about the Sugar Bowl and probably uh, some uh, basketball as well. Um, and uh, we'll have Campus Confidential, and we'll get mm-hmm. you caught up on all, well, something you're about to do too, but get you caught up on all the latest bowl cancellations and rescheduling that they're trying to do with uh, with all the all the COVID outbreaks that are going on throughout the country, but it's, uh, and then, uh, may have a special guest at five o'clock, but it's not confirmed. Oh, it's not mapped out. We no. didn't, we didn't get it all mapped out. <laughs> no. And huh. We're, we're, so flying. we're flying by the seat of yes. our pants. Are we? Yes. It's a, huh. it's a new day on the Matt Mosley show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any day that ends in Y, he's flying by the seat of his pants. Hey, uh, again, we talked about this earlier, but here we go. Uh, this is crazy. It's getting crazy now. 
uh, I mean, these bowl games are looking for healthy football teams. Uh, Boise State has withdrawn from the Barstool Arizona Bowl because of COVID-19 issues within the program. That uh, confirmed by ESPN today. Now, the Broncos were set to face Central Michigan this Friday afternoon in Tucson. However, Central Michigan arrived on uh, Sunday, went through a practice today, and now they find out that Boise State is not going to be able to play. Air, the uh, Arizona Bowl officials say, hey, look, they're, they're searching for a, a, uh, a team to replace Boise State. Well, meanwhile, Miami pulled out of the uh, Sun Bowl down in El Paso, the uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Uh, <laughs> stop laughing. The uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, where, you know, I thought Washington was going to be great, but uh, you didn't get that. Okay, you got it. Uh, but anyway, so Miami is, is not going to play. And Washington State is in in El Paso looking for an opponent. There is conversation that Central Michigan could ask for a release from the Arizona Bowl and jump on a bus and head down uh, to El Paso and play Washington State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. So, look, is this the right thing to do? I, I don't know, but here's what I do know. Why should two bowl games get canceled when you could pair these two teams together and 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 play, you know, the one of the bowl games? Well, and I guarantee you ESPN's thinking the same thing because they want the content and the coaches of the teams that haven't had covid outbreaks are thinking that also. It'll just kind of I think it'll just kind of filter up where, you know, the lowest paying bowls will lose their teams, you know, if they lose one of them, they'll lose the other one to a higher paying bowl that lost one team. Well, y'all, and then again, you lost two bowl games already over the weekend, the military bowl and the Fenway bowl. Yeah. So poor SMU doesn't have a game. So you could grab SMU and send them to El Paso, I guess. Yeah. They, you? They're kind of on the way back. Just divert them, you know, over, over out to El Paso. So Boston college has over 40 players unavailable to play in the military bowl against East Carolina. So East Carolina is available. So you got teams I mean, so, now look, you're, you're not, can you replace everybody? I don't know. I mean, especially on such short notice, trying to get, you know, again, we talked about this last week. Can you get people back on campus? Can you get players back on campus? These teams have not practiced. Some of them haven't practiced since Thanksgiving. And, and so you're, you're talking five, six weeks, and you got to get them ready to play in three or four days. I mean, that's a, you know, that's that's asking a lot, I think. But, you know, let's see where this, this goes and where it takes us. So, we'll see. And, and the final quick note, uh, we mentioned this in our sports centers, but and we mentioned it this morning, but uh, the uh, Baylor women will have a game Wednesday night. After all, Houston Baptist had to pull out of the game because of COVID. So, uh, North Texas has uh, replaced Houston Baptist on the, on the uh, schedule for Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, 6.30 pregame, right here on ESPN Central Texas. If you have tickets for the game, by the way, they're going to be uh, the, with uh, Houston Baptist. They're going to honor those tickets for the North Texas game. So there you go. All right, uh, 3.56. Again, Matt Mosley's coming up at the top of the hour. That is going to do it for the John Morris Show. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of it. And we will do this again Tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. with game time, and again tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock on the John Moore Show, right here from ESPN Central Texas. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics, and your home for game day live, presented by the office.